Okay. Music, nothing. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> we are live in Atlanta. I'm trying to figure out. First of all, we couldn't connect to the internet. We're in a we're in a hotel. We have uh, some lioness justice impacted women's alliance hot shots on the scene Lori, <laughs> um, angel carol and Lori mellinger are in the room with us and we are here i can't even do the music guys i mean i might don't touch but that <laughs> you're scared for me to touch anything can we look at the chat yeah you can look at the because chat. i see carrie and look this is what I'm talking about. Carrie, thank you, Carrie. You are giving explanations. Is it canceled? Oh Judy, I'm God. so sorry. <laughs> Steven, I'm so sorry. We're, we're sorry that we weren't here. What can we say, guys? <laughs> I couldn't figure out my MacBook and the internet. So we're using, guess what came to the rescue? This yeah. Google Pixel. This <laughs> Google Pixel. My face is all in the camera. So you need to apologize. We are super close, oh, and you know I had strep throat this week. I, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I should be. <laughs> we're going to talk like this. We have to be like this. This is the only. Can we, <laughs> guys? We're happy to be here. We are in Atlanta. We flew in today, um, and met up at the airport. Thank you for being patient with us. We see you guys hopping on, and we're so appreciative of it. We are here. Why are we in Atlanta? Well. We're hanging out and eating pizza and just going. No, that's not. That's not the only reason we're here. We're we're here for a conference on higher education in prisons. It's a whole conference just about higher education in the prison system. So I don't know, Jennifer. A year ago, I didn't even know there was an organization that committed themselves to higher education in prison. It's a national organization. Yeah, the Alliance for Higher Education in Prison, and it's a big deal. It's a lot of people. <laughs> I look at my mama coming in hot. Mama's in the here. chat, and she's on her own Google account. Angel, Angel Carol, get in here. <laughs> so we are we're system impacted women. Um, Angel, tell us you're going to be talking on two panels tomorrow. Yes. So get in the light and tell us. <laughs> yeah, tell us. Come to the light. Yeah, yeah come to the light. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be talking about my work with Measure. We're a Black woman led research organization. We believe that lived experience is data. And I also used to teach in the DC jail and taught career and professional development for returning citizens and folks that were currently incarcerated with the FBOP. So I'm super excited to talk about that experience. We're excited. We're seeing a lot of people already in the hotel that I'm like, hmm, they look like they might have gone to prison <laughs> and maybe they're here changing their life kind of. <laughs> Did she? Lori, you're the bomb. Lori Mellinger connected my MacBook. I don't know if we can switch it up at this point. We can't, but <laughs> not me being the youngest yeah. and not being able to figure out. <laughs> can you tell? Can you, you go, I know. <laughs> tell everybody <laughs> hi. <laughs> Thank you, Lori, to the rescue. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's she's. That's the wife that I always talk oh about. Oh my God! <laughs> Stop it! You're a liar. <laughs> Wish you weren't such a liar. So um, we're going to be talking on some panel discussions. Angel's in a couple panels. She told you about that. Tune Tunchi, 
Tell us, and hey, let me say this okay. part. Guys, <laughs> we're on the Rec Yard Women's Prison podcast. We are live in Atlanta. It's a lot of different setup because we had lots of technical difficulties. <laughs> Thank you so much for hitting the screen, hitting that like button. Thank you for your comments. I see you guys in the chat. Rayanne, I see you, girl. Steven, I see y'all. I'm so, um, Mama Sean, Al, I see you walked up, locked up at the walls unit for eight years. See you guys, see you guys, Rhonda. Um, so Tunch, tell us what we're talking about. We are at the National Conference for Higher Education in Prison. Okay, I'm just trying to get everybody in the shot here, Marcy. Well, we're, oh, yeah. look, so we'll just talk real loud. People next door will be like, can someone go escort them out? Right. Um, so yeah, so one of the panels that we'll, we will be on is uh, a panel that Linus um, proposed and that is system impacted women talking about advocacy, uh, which would be legislative work. But then how do you, uh, what do you do when legislation fails? Uh, so that will be the discussion for our panel. How many people do you think are registered at this conference? Any idea? Oh God. Uh, I mean, it's, it's national. I talked to yeah. people from Chicago, California. I mean, coast to coast, maybe a thousand. Angel's been lot. seeing everybody yeah. and the hotel. What we do know is we are in this giant hotel. They are completely booked uh, because of the conference. And Mama Sean, my mom, <laughs> shout out my mom coming in hot, uh, loyal on Wednesday nights with us. Um, we So what we know is the Thursday conference will be live streamed. For our part, it may be a situation where I video, we're going to have to get creative because I don't think, are you too old to sit like this? I'm in my knees. <laughs> Y'all are on the end knees. table, guys. If you want to know, this is what kind of situation. We are literally in the hotel room, <laughs> Angel, Lori, and I looked for the best lighting. So I set you guys under the lamp so good we lighting. can look cute, but it's affecting, it's Tunchy's affecting Tunchi's knees. Well, I'm going to sit up here. Yeah. But we can, you can look, look I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to look dapper and lean on two people. Wow. Lori Mellinger said 792 people that are just registered on the conference app. And it's Wednesday night. The conference hasn't officially started yet. So you're probably coming in about right. Oh, over a thousand, I would bet. So. Nice. <laughs> we're not promoting gambling. No, we're not. <laughs> but yeah, I bet I bet that you're about right. I think I can put like this and just have my little head down. Well, here. I'll just hold this and yeah. can I do the panoram? Look, what are y'all most looking forward to? I'm excited about meeting new people. This is kind of a new realm for me. Um there's a lot of people in this space that not only did they get their higher education or begin their higher education while they were incarcerated, then they came out here and ended up with master's degrees and, you know, that they just really continued their education. So um, I have to say the first time that I was around folks like that, I was a little intimidated and I don't think I have that in me now. So now I'm going to be like, yeah, make this connection, make that connection, hear people's stories. Uh, I think I'll be less shy about it. What about y'all? 
Which one are you looking forward to? Well, let me, I'm, let like me trying to turn the. Yeah, here we well, go. Tell, the audience, but you're tell us. <laughs> Lori. Like, is it, yeah. Which, I'm really but we love still be defiant. <laughs> I understand, but Lori did not agree to come on the podcast, so we will. We need to give her that. <laughs> did you give the middle finger? I don't know what to do right now because she's going to be really upset with me later. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're in trouble. See, uh, Carrie's laughing. Marcy is shy. I sh I can be. I have a little bit of the imposter syndrome going on sometimes. And Stephen said he started college on the inside. Um, I see Kelly Kerr is here. Thank you. Uh, and he's just transferred to a university for criminology and criminal wow. justice bachelors. Congrats. That's wonderful. We're so proud of you. Um, Stephen's doing big things in his area for um, the prison system, changing things and making making waves where he's at. So we appreciate that. What and Kelly says there wasn't college when she was there. Are you I looking look at your really cute in this? Oh I'm sorry, I was so distracted. Oh. <laughs> um, I, what was the question? The question is, what are you looking forward to? Well, Lori didn't answer us. Well, she doesn't want okay, you and you're not going to press. I just her. thought she meant she didn't want to be on camera. Well, what <laughs> I'm looking forward to is first of all, spending time with everybody in this room, they're my faith people. Um, and then of course, Alexa too, but she had to do stuff for work right now. Um, but networking, like really getting to know other people at other organizations, um, you know, make sure people know what Linus is and who we are. Uh, yeah. So, and, and I'm really excited to talk about those differences between men and women in Texas prisons for higher education, because some of the colleges still don't get it. TDCJ. They get it, but some of those colleges don't, and they will be here. And um, I can't wait oh. for them to hear our panel. Oh, some of those colleges are the college the college that I went to while I was incarcerated, and that's Central Texas College. They're, and they're having a hard time getting their paperwork together for the Pell Grant. <laughs> so we're going to ask them why they don't want to do the paperwork <laughs> so that women in Texas prisons can have equitable access to higher education as the men. Boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> that's that's that's, and I didn't know they were going to be here. Oh yes, so, TDCJ should be. Here well, that's well. that's exciting. Yeah. I love oh. Okay. Yeah, we're going to rattle some cages while we're yeah. here. Yeah. We're disruptors. Yes. Yes. Uh, I we didn't do a weekly recap, but I need to do a shout out to my wife. <laughs> I do have my wedding band. I did get married this past weekend, guys. <laughs> we had a wedding. We were in Dallas, and um, she may or may not be watching because she's home with um, grandmother, and they're doing their own thing. But uh, yeah, it was a really good, beautiful service, and you guys have been showering us with well wishes and messages since this weekend, and comments on pictures and all of that uh, so thank you all love you all thank you for being a part of it and i could just tear up it was a small service and it was literally just my my very closest friends and family and it was just intimate and 
really incredible, right? It was. So, yeah. It was really what else happened this week? Anything? The wedding took me over. Yeah, That's all I, I got strep throat. I got strep throat. And then we were preparing for this. And I have a grant that I need to finish when I go back to my room. So what was going on with you this week? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm running for office. So campaigning. Um, we finished our special <laughs> session. Well, we finished the third special session. And then Governor Abbott called another one. So school vouchers, horrible immigration bills are back. So... Um, once I get back to Texas, we will continue the fight at the state capitol because there will never be um, enough fires yeah. at the capitol. So, but all good things, all good things. We're we're all doing the work in our respective areas. So, I'm just excited to be along for the journey in the rain. Yeah, most definitely, guys. That's Angel Carroll. She is running for House Representative District 52. That's just five two. Five two. Um, so you guys get to know her, look her up, follow her on social media. And I'm I don't I don't think I can add that because I'm not in the don't normal place. Anything. I am touching things and it's here and okay. I am adding well, it. Here we go. I'm showing it. Bam. <laughs> Does it show right? It looks like it's wrong. It looks like it it's looks jacked up. Cut, so just hide it. Okay. <laughs> well, she's Angel for Texas. Angel for Texas on all social media platforms. You guys want to follow her, support her campaign. Um, she is justice impacted. Jerry earned two college degrees while she, she was incarcerated. Congratulations. Um, Kelly has a question. How are the college, how's college paid for? Why was my eyes so big right there? <laughs> um, I look shocked. So college is usually paid for. Um, through what they call reimbursement, I'm talking about Texas prisons, is the reimbursement system. So you have to, to be eligible, you can't have certain crimes, you can't have certain amount of time, uh, or they'll, either you're not eligible or they'll cut you off. And so what it is, is that the state will pay for your college class, but when you got at, when you get out, you have to pay in parole fees. So when I got out, I had several thousands of dollars um, that I owed my parole fees. Now, you know, a, a lot of people have said, well, I have student loans, so it's the same thing. You you got to pay your your loan back. Yeah, but you don't go to prison <laughs> when you don't pay your loan back, right? So if we miss those payments, those are actually technicalities that they could send us back for prison for. And depending on your officer, I mean, my officer, as long as I paid five bucks on it, she didn't care. But I had other officers. The one at the parole house at the at the halfway house. I haven't had my medicine. I hear Lori laughing. Um, <laughs> but uh, She said, and I didn't have, y'all, I didn't have a job, right? I just got out. I was on that monitor. And all I had was a little check they gave me, you know, that's $50. And I said, can I go um, to the Dollar General store to get some more hygiene things? And she goes, no, ma'am, you don't need to go to the store. You hadn't paid. That $50 can go towards your fees. And I had to pay, I had to pay my um, regular fee, of course, and then my post-secondary uh, reimbursement fee. And she wouldn't let me go to the store. What? Yeah, she was, she, now she got better over time, but she was like, if you have money to go to the store, you have money to pay this fee. And I'm like, ma'am, this is $4,000. Yeah. This 50 bucks is not going to make a difference, but that's how it's paid. Or you want to pay out of pocket. Yeah. So we did have people that were able to take classes and pay, uh, just 
because they're they either had an inheritance i have one friend that had an inheritance on her account and so she paid for her college i did reimbursement um, i was able to pay for a few and that was because my family i didn't pay for it i was just fortunate enough that my family paid for a few and the same thing i owed several thousand dollars and i was paying it off a couple hundred dollars every month and then all of a sudden i got a new parole officer and he's like eh, you're not traveling again until this is all paid off like it was just that's it and you you guys know i i travel quite a bit and i was really upset about that but we made it happen um so yeah that's that's how that goes so what we're talking about with the pell grant uh is that the there's a couple colleges that offer classes, two or three colleges, or just two main ones that what? offer colleges in Texas. So around the state, like because it's such a big state, a lot of the the oh. there's different regions and they have different colleges that go in. Now the big colleges that we're talking about that are big providers is Lee College, which services the men. What they do a phenomenal job. Um, Brandon and Tracy will be here. We'll see them later. Um, they are formerly incarcerated guys that work at Lee College. They have a reentry program. They have just a plethora. All the things that they told us were not possible was happening for Lee College. Now for the women in Gatesville, that's going to be that region um, is Central Texas College, which used to be a very robust um, college program, but not quite anymore. Now they're they're getting a little better, and I have been in some communication with them recently. Um, and they're having a graduation in December, but still, still not sure about that Pell Grant stuff. And, and the reason is is because there comes a lot of paperwork, a lot of reporting, a lot of extra requirements that you know they've been they've been coasting. Let's be honest, they've been coasting with the women's units for uh, several years now. Um, so it's an added, I think you know, with anybody, it's an added burden, I guess, but we're going to help them see <laughs> why the investment is important. You have to invest in education. Yeah, that's what I was going to go to you next, Angel. Yeah. I'm wondering, why do you think that higher education in prison is important? Yeah, so I mean, one, I think there's a lot of science that shows that education and our carceral systems make facilities safer. Education gives people purpose. We people, we deserve purpose, right? People, we should be learning. Um, these institutions are not built to be rehabilitative. I think that that education intersection and piece um, is extremely important. Um, also, you know, when I taught in the jail, it's just amazing to work with my guys and to see how excited they got to learn and then to teach each other. Like, hey, man, you're not understanding this. Let's let's work together. Um, I mean, education is powerful. I've seen it transform the lives of individuals, regardless of your background and ability. Um, it's kind of a no brainer. I don't know why we're arguing about education, but somehow we are. So hopefully Texas can quite literally get its shit together. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I was uh, thinking about the, um, I was thinking about a college story about getting in trouble before college and how I lost my privilege to go to college while I was incarcerated one time. Literally, I was in a cubicle style housing dorm. So you guys can imagine office cubicles, but the walls are a little shorter and you, you can spread your arms out and touch both of your side bunkies, but there's a little metal wall between y'all. Anyway, so 
I'm walking down because it's time for college and they haven't called it. And so we're, we're confused. Like, why have they not called us to school? What's going on? And I'm walking to the front of the dorm to ask about college. And as I'm walking by one of my fellow college students, uh, shout out Laquita Davis. She's like, Hey, Marcy, have they called school yet? And I paused instead of like, walking and and talking as I was walking I paused for a moment and I was like no I'm fixing to go ask what's going on I'm fixing to go see and the officer saw that and she wrote me up for out of place that out of place case went major which means it was a stricter like a stricter violation and if you have a major case you cannot attend college and so because someone was asking me if they had called college and I broke a rule by pausing in the walkway, I lost my privilege to go to college. You also lose that money. It's not like they kick you out and you get your money back. I still had to pay for that. Mm -hmm. So I think too, like the fact that education isn't seen as a right is really frustrating and dehumanizing to be completely honest and we really have to change that conversation i don't know how it is in texas but i know even in so in dc we had a lot of larger universities right that come in and do classes and one of the things that frustrated me the most is once our guys would get out and return back to their communities they couldn't enroll in their colleges their classes didn't transfer or there was always a reason right and we have to figure out that that bridge that once people get out, they can use their certifications, right? We've seen that with some cosmetology programs in the state and other programs. We have to make sure that Texans are able to use their degrees and their classes to continue on after, um, after when they reenter into society. Yeah, excellent point. Getting those things so that they're um on the same playing field out here so that those credits are transferable and people can continue their degree. Jerry said she was on track for her master's degree and got out and, and didn't kind of finish it. And I'm wondering if some of those obstacles might've been reasoning for that. Oh, we have some more questions. They're asking about pricing. Um, what are the prices compared to free world classes? So, the, you know, the fees, like when you would take a, a college class um, out in the world, it's like parking and library and like all the fees that they add on to that. Um, they pretty much we don't have those fees. We still have like books, um, some research fees and then the tuition. So, you know, why it may sound like a deal out in the world to only have to pay like twelve hundred dollars for one class when you don't have an income and you don't have family support and you can only do one reimbursed class at a time. Uh, you know, I, it took one friend, God, 10 years, 12 years to get her bachelor's degree. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it is cheaper, but it's, I mean, when you don't have a job or employment, it's, it's not that cheap and it's tied to your parole fees. So, Lord Jesus, I need to make sure that I pay my fees before I go to the Dollar General store and get a deodorant. Right. I, I see you guys in the comments. Um, Shelly, I see you. Uh, are, okay, pricing. Do they do any credit checks? 
when they're doing it's not a credit check so the main thing that they're looking at when they when you qualify for reimbursement is your i think your likelihood that you're going to be on parole to pay it back because yeah. they want to see that you're going to have they're going to have that hold on you to to have to pay it back um and then it has to do with your charge also so some charges weren't eligible for that and i think that during my incarceration they they lean it got a little more lenient on what charges yeah um, because it was pretty strict and then around 15 or 16 i feel like it got a little bit easier for more people to be able to qualify for that and i want to make sure i'm hitting y'all's questions <laughs> it's so weird seeing us in the same room <laughs> we I, I i'm in the same room i'm blessed to be able to be in the same room with these amazing ladies um often fairly often and it's always a pleasure to be around these powerful intelligent women for sure so um what else do we want to talk about i don't want to i'm sleepy yeah <laughs> we're yeah. all sleepy yeah we don't have to stay the whole hour even we though we started here. late um because it is just like a different format and here we are passing around the phone uh also i want to say that for those of you that listen to our podcast and i'm just have it on jen while i'm talking um <laughs> those that you, you guys that are listening and you listen maybe on apple music or spotify or wherever iheart radio wherever you hear your favorite podcasters that you listen to on the rec yard last week last week's was cut short <laughs> we need a producer so if you want to volunteer <laughs> to be a producer we would appreciate that uh be because the upload somehow maybe messed up and so we're gonna fix that um i got uh, we got a few messages talking about it only uploaded 17 minutes and so i we apologize for that audio we're gonna do better we're gonna i feel like we do better every do like better like in some way yeah <laughs> i mean it may not seem like that this evening <laughs> <laughs> and i was trying not to panic um as i was not connecting to the internet and all of that but i appreciate you guys for being patient writing it out with us and hanging out um how much are the payments when you have to go pay so the parole reimbursement is not set up as a certain payment minimum that you have to make and so it's tricky because you can have a parole officer like one of Tunchi's parole officers that said hey as long as you're paying something even if it's five dollars a month that's great or you can have one that says um you can't do anything else until that's paid like it, it's right. so odd uh because there's no regulation saying Hey, that's it's gonna you're gonna pay it back a hundred dollars a month, or you're gonna pay it back fifty dollars a month. There's no regulation. It just says, hey, but I think the way it's worded is before you get off parole, this has to be paid, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's really tricky how that works. But um, thank goodness mine's paid, and yours pay is paid, but ours got paid because they we came with a little bit of privilege, right? Family support jobs these kind of things that a lot of people getting out of prison don't have access to they don't have access to uh, extra funds a lot of people getting out of prison 
it's a stretch for them to make their regular parole fee. So that's intimidating when you're incarcerated and you want to get an education and you want to do something to further yourself and open more doors when you get out. It can be intimidating knowing that you have to pay that back. What happens to individuals who can't pay in time? They're asking LinkedIn. So if you, if you, any of your parole fees, if you can't pay them, that can be a technical violation. Again, it's, it's very much up to your officer in terms of when you get violated for it. So it's, it's really hard to answer that. It just depends on your officer. Some officers will let fees go forever. And then one, you, you miss one and it, it's, you're done. Right. You're violated. Right. Yeah, it can be tricky. There's no really rhyme or reason on on uh, if they're consistent or not. Like Kelly's saying, they need to be consistent. There's there's not an across the board answer for that for sure. Um, okay, so I had <laughs> wanted to talk about that care act next week. I wonder if we could talk about how they're thinking about taking that care act away. Yeah, we can. Uh, so uh, next week. Basically, during um, the coronavirus, the feds released 13,000 angel, <laughs> angel Carol, House Representative, District 52. She's heading out. Good night, guys. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm going to see you all later. Yeah. It was great seeing you all. Y'all have a good rest of your night and be great. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Angel. Um, yeah, so basically in the, the federal prison system, they released about 13,000 people uh, that were high risk to get ill and also low risk for as far as their charges. Um, it was like nonviolent charges, that kind of thing. So they put them on house arrest, ankle monitors. Uh, they let them go to work, but they were being monitored with an ankle monitor. Out of that 13,000 people, 27 people, that's all that re- that had a recidivism. Damn. 27. It's a successful it's program. And it's at risk to getting taken away. It's at risk right now for all those folks that are on house arrest, working, supporting their families uh, to go back to prison like people that have been home for two, three years, they could just go back. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. That's, um, Let's do I'm, it. I'm she's, she's out. Tucci's gone, like guys. Um, Tucci's gone. Okay. Ankle monitors were about 500 a month. Can you be sent back to finish out the original sentence and be hit with another charge? No, if you don't pay your parole fees, that's not a new charge. Uh, so you would just be sent back to. I'm sorry, your- I, I didn't explain what a technical a technical violation is. <laughs> technical violation <laughs> is just the conditions of parole. They're they're not a crime or anything. They're just part of your parole conditions. So not a new charge. Lori Mellinger's fading out. We, we're going to wrap this up. Guys, I'm sorry. No music. I'm sorry. It's so crazy. I'm sorry. The format's different. And no, no, absolutely. I saw Priscilla. That's a new charge. Yeah, that's a new charge. We, we love you guys. We are live on the rec yard every Wednesday night, Central Standard Time. Thank you guys for liking the live. Thank you for sharing it. If you're listening wherever you hear your podcast, please send us a review. And I'm not going to, and Toonch is going to. Look at my shirt. 
I'm sorry. Okay, we're gonna go. <laughs> Love you all so much. Thank you for um, thank you for everything for hanging out and all of your support. We appreciate y'all. And I don't know how to end the live on this. Oh, I see it. <laughs>